0: You know, never quit. You control your own destiny at the end of the day. You know, you're gonna run into rough patches in your life. But the big question is how are you gonna overcome them? How are you gonna make your life better each by every day?
1: You are now tuning in to the Rough Next Podcast. With your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor, share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 99. I had to check to make sure. It should be episode 99, I believe. Um, I'm pretty much done saying what episode it is because everything's going to be recorded at various times, and I'm just going to take the recordings when I can get them. But episode 99 of the Roughnecks Podcast. And before we get into today's episode, I have one thing that I want to talk about, and it is episode 100 will be this Friday. And this Friday, which means uh, limited edition stickers will be out, they'll be on the website. The episode comes out at 3 p.m. They'll probably be on the website about 4 p.m. There's only 15 of them, so when they sell out, they sell out. But I want to do something for episode 100. Um, that's pretty much all I got uh, announcement wise. But let's get into today's episode today. I have a friend from way back, way back in the day, joining me, Kyle Gibson. Welcome to the rough next podcast, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Really. It's been we were just talking about it when you got here, probably, what, five years since we've seen each other? Easily, probably since we played each other in high school football. Probably but... senior year of high school. Yep, exactly. Uh, that's crazy. I won't get too much into that That <laughs> game. We'll get into that game, don't worry. Oh yeah,
0: I can only imagine.
1: <laughs> um, but just to kick off the episode, just kind of tell the Roughnecks listeners who you are.
0: First things first, my name's Kyle Gibson, as you said. Um, a lot of people know me as Gibby. It's kind of a thing that's always been a part of me my whole life. My dad was called Gibby, so it kind of got passed down to me. Um, I'm a graduate of Newark Catholic High School Um, like you said we know each other way back when so I used to attend Watkins Memorial grew up together played sports together so it's kind of cool to reconnect with Cole here Um, also I got an opportunity to play college football at the University of Finley Um, played there for four years at defensive end and now currently I am um, scheduled to leave July 7th for the United States Air Force for uh, special warfare so I'm kind of on the process of that and looking forward to that and getting out of here and Starting my new chapter in my life.
1: Yeah, so, what, can you remember when the hell we met each other? Would it have been in, it was in, we were in kindergarten together, weren't we? Ooh, I think
0: it might have been preschool, dude. Back over, uh.
1: At the uh, church. At or, church preschool. I don't even remember what, know what the church was called, but they're off 310.
0: Yeah, right over there, um, by the baseball fields, yeah. kind of, yeah. Maybe, either, either that or kindergarten, I don't yeah. really remember.
1: It's crazy to think that, like, you, I mean, we, and we were with each other freaking, like, every weekend at yeah. one, <laughs> of, one of the other houses.
0: Well, yeah, we lived not even two minutes from each other yeah. growing up, so it was always convenient, you know, going over and seeing each other and just doing dumb shit outside
1: and <laughs> doing whatever. I remember you had that dirt bike that you used to yeah. run laps around in that oh, yeah. in your at your house that that Yamaha. Yeah, a little
0: little uh, little eighty, a little yeah. three,
1: little three speed. I remember that. <laughs> you Used to just rip around, but like in oh, your neighborhood yeah. too. Like there was oh, yeah. a, we rode the bus together since we lived so close, yeah. And like everybody, a bunch of people lived in your neighborhood that we'd always hang out with as well. And I mean, heck, even we, we got to the point where there was four of us, me, you, Marcus and Alex, and yeah. we all just kind of hung out all the time. And we all,
0: we lived like within two miles, not even like, because Alex
1: was my neighbor. So. Yeah. And <laughs> pretty much Marcus was too. He backed yeah. up
0: to your land. So we always, we were you know, with each always other. with each other, always riding the bus together, just doing some, just some fun stuff, man. I was, it was, it was cool growing up around uh, your four best, your three best friends growing up so close. You don't have to, worry about your parents driving to take mm-hmm. you over there, we just walk and, ride bikes or whatever and do whatever we wanted really
1: exactly and it's it's crazy to t- also look at too because we kind of talked about it off the air but like how you take different paths in life and it, mm-hmm. it it sucks but like that's what i was like i think me and tyler were talking about it or he's like i wish i'd have gone to Tech, and i was like you know i kind of do too but i think a lot of things that hold people back from like doing something like that is like oh, their friends in high school because in high school we're like you know, we all say it. We're going to be friends forever. We're never going yeah. to separate. I mean, I'm sure we freaking said I mean, well, yeah, we're still talking, but like, it's not like we see each other very often. Yeah. And,
0: well, exactly. Growing up, you know, we went to Walkins, and I didn't know I was going to go to New York Catholic as a high schooler, you know? You know, things change. People choose different paths, you know? And I don't regret what I did. But at the same time, I was like, if I stayed at Walkins, you know, what would you have gone
1: to Finley? Like, it, you, yeah, it's kind exactly. of one of those would things. I, would I
0: played at college for? Would I have, you know, you never know. You know, people just choose different ways. and succeed in different ways and i mean i don't regret it like i said but at the same time i do wish i would have stayed at walking just to see what happens because i still have i had great friends growing up and you know leaving schools, we kind of disconnected but you know that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of part of life growing up you're going to disconnect and reconnect with all different types of people and meet all people from walks of life so it's kind of cool in high school i had two different friend groups so not many people can say that you know i had two friend groups from two different schools that really didn't like each other but you know <laughs> But yeah, because for those who though. don't
1: know that are listening, kind of he went to Catholic, I went to Walkins, and it was like not a rivalry, but a mini rivalry. There was already one kind of from back, like my parents were like, Yeah, yeah. walk and Catholic, like that was a big deal back in the day. Yeah, and then like we, most of us, like on the football team, like knew, like you went there, so like it was a mini rivalry in yeah, itself. I
0: feel like it kind of sparked it up more. <laughs> <laughs> I always look forward to it, though, because it was kind of cool playing the people that you played with growing up, now yeah. you're playing against them. And- seeing them opposite side of the line you're like oh shit here we go you know we used to be buddies now we're like we don't like each other right now but
1: (laughs) that was always the fun part because Dante went to Worcester and played football there for a couple years and I played at Ohio Wesleyan and I'll never forget I think it was freshman year I like had to block I was on kickoff return he was on kickoff (laughs) and I had to block him but it was like weird because you're like I don't know what to do right now like do I try and lay my best friend out or do I like hey man like just let me block you and we'll we'll just call it even
0: it's kind of cool though because (laughs) it's kind of like a. You don't hate each other, but you're always trying to compete with each other, too. And mm-hmm. it kind of brings a different kind of energy to the table. And, like, you know, in college, like, those dudes from all over the U.S., you didn't play against them in high school or mm-hmm. literally in high school. You played your whole life, so it's kind of cool. And you know what, you know everything about them. And the kind of the shit talk, it kind of comes with it, too, because you can get another skin because you know them well. And that was always kind of cool to play against your best friends.
1: Yeah, so. it was. So I wanted to ask you, though, kind of, like, what sparked – the move. Do you was there a reason for the move to Catholic? Or like was it just kind of like a better football standpoint or was it something with your parents? You know, um I don't know if you remember, but that fight in seventh grade that happened. No. I will
0: maybe. Okay, so Alex Lee, you know, one of our best friends growing up. Um I don't know if he's gonna get mad at me talking about <laughs> this or not. But anyway, we were you know, we were before the bell rang before homeroom in seventh grade, um a kid that I will not mention his name, um Got in Alex's face or whatever, and like kind of feel like up, I remember kind of pinned him against the locker, and I was next to him. And I was like, you know, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a guy likes to get into like heated arguments, or whatever. Cause I was still young. I didn't know myself at the time, and um, they got into it, started fighting, and they were on the ground, and I was like, you know, something And me was like, you know, I'm just not gonna let my friend fight by himself. Like we're best friends. I always told him I have his back, and all of a sudden, I got in and we got in a fight, and so and so, and I got suspended from school. For three days, and um he had an older cousin, I believe, and he was in high school at the time. And I remember him and his like buddies were like threatening, like, beat me up outside of school. Like, oh, he had a knife and all this stuff. So I had to have the vice principal walking out to my bus every day. Jesus, like,
1: you're gonna hold on. I want a seventh grader. You're gonna go threaten a seventh grader. Like, right. does that and, make you and, feel and, good about yourself? Yeah, and he
0: was probably, I don't know, 16, 17 year old kid that was, you know, about to beat up a 12 year old kid. I'm like, all right, that's fine, whatever. That's, that's your life you want to live that's cool and that just kind of like started the transition for me I was like you know I don't really know want to go to a school where I have to worry about walking to class or walking to my mm-hmm. bus and I've had family that graduated from Newark Catholic you know all my cousins went there my c- grandpa actually coached at Newark Catholic for a couple of years so like I've always been around that you always had a connection to it yeah and um because
1: I think I remember going over to like one of your family's houses when we were young in Newark or some yeah. somewhere around Catholic yeah
0: exactly so then Got to talking and I was like Yeah, and I knew they were you know, they had a good uh sports program and I was always interested in sports and that kinda like interests me too a little bit. So um just ended up going there and I loved it, you know, it was a great four years. Still have my best friends today that I went to that school with, so you know, it's cool and that's that would that's what really started why I wanted to go to New York because that never happened. I probably never would have went to I probably never would have went through Catholic, you know, It's just that incident in my life that happened. And yeah, it was so long ago and I was so young, but that just kind of like.
1: It's crazy how like everything, like I'm, it's a very cliche saying, but I'm a very firm believer of it, that everything happens for a reason. exactly. And it, it, we don't know what that reason is. It could be a good or bad thing. Like it could be trying to teach us a lesson or it could be like, Hey, this is just a better way to go. Like a better transition to make.
0: Yeah. Like you said, like if I didn't go to Catholic, I don't know if I would have played at Finley, you know, I don't know what I would have done. I, you just never know and when you take that leap of faith there's no turning back
1: exactly i like that there's no turning back because if you turn back then you're almost like what's the point of even making like because a change of scenery is good sometimes like we yeah. do honestly need a change of scenery but if you don't like if you turn back then what was the point of even trying mm-hmm. it the begin with and like it kind of goes into what we always talk about on this podcast with like failure you, like if you turn back you're never going to know what actually happened it's just like you know you some, sometimes say like oh i wish maybe i wouldn't have left walk-ins but like what would have happened and we can't sit here and play the what if game because we will never know exactly and you you can't sit there and like you have to take those risks in a way and they may end up being really good or they may end up just
0: going completely wrong and the one big thing is i've always learned through my life is you learn best from your mistakes and and if you never take that leap of faith you never know if you're gonna make a mistake or not and some of the best of your life lessons that you learn are from taking that leap of faith and Mm definitely i've met a lot of great connections going near catholic a lot of people that i've met that have my back through the end of time and everything like that and it just it worked out honestly the the best way possible yeah, for me and exactly i have no regrets or anything like that so it was it was a great move for me
1: i do got to bring up one thing uh from from one time that we played each other because <laughs> well we actually played each other on tv which is really cool too yeah that, I was, forgot. that was our sophomore year sophomore year at you're at Walking. I walk in yeah yeah. 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 That was the first time. And then we played on TV again the next year against Valley. Yeah. Which we lost that one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm pretty sure did we, I don't remember who won sophomore I think we won sophomore year. You guys won junior year. I know that. Yeah. We
0: won junior year. Uh, sophomore year? I, <clears throat> I can't remember. Maybe it was Johnstown. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't. I really don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... I know it wasn't me. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and then uh, the senior year when we played each other, that was uh, senior night for walk. It was yeah. the last game of the year. Yeah, senior yeah. night at walk-ins under. Well, yeah, obviously I mean, under the lights. Yeah. And that I remember that game. A lot of things from that game, and that was probably I will. I hate to say it, one of my favorite wins in high <laughs> school. But it's not even necessarily because we beat you, but it was also like we beat Catholic, which felt good. And then also, like that was just a rough year for me in general, because yeah. that was the year I broke my elbow mm-hmm. sat four games, missed pretty much half the season, yeah, and it was my senior year, and like I'm the same way as you, like I had a, like I had dreams to go play college yep. football, that was what I wanted to do, and I just felt like everything started falling down, like Because, yeah. I mean honestly, when you break when you're out half the year your senior year, most schools are just automatically exactly, pretty yeah. much done unless you're some four some, or five star yeah, exactly like yeah. I wasn't a, like a ranked athlete, no, I wasn't no, nothing no, no. special, yeah. so. It it kind of sucked, but that was a it was an awesome feeling, and especially it's the last game of the year, last high school football game mm-hmm. you're ever going to play. To win that game was awesome. But you also got to play in the uh, North-South game, isn't that right?
0: Yeah, I did. That was a great. You great, and Mason, and which yeah. is funny
1: because it's weird because like, I knew Mason because me and him played AAU basketball yeah. together in like eighth grade.
0: Yeah. I, at first, I didn't even get selected to play. Um, it was um, a kid dropped out, and I got a call, and I was like, hey, would you mind filling in for this kid's position? And I was like, well, hell yeah i want to play a north south <laughs> game like that's cool like yeah like the high star game or whatever and that, i got the opportunity to play in that and actually still i met a lot of people through that game too that i actually am still in, in connection with today and seeing them succeed in college was really cool too because you know we all have the same interest in mm-hmm. playing college football i think there might have been only one kid on my team that didn't end up playing college football out of high school but it was cool to be around a lot of like-minded people and to share the opportunity with them.
1: Yeah, because I played in the Licking County one. Yeah. Which I believe that you couldn't play in it because of you got overlapped with the North South game, or you didn't honestly I want just, to. I just
0: didn't choose to. Um looking it, back on it, I regret it. <laughs> now dude, look, I'll
1: be honest, that was one of the most fun football yeah. games I've ever played in my entire life because you don't like a lot of the stress that you normally have of a football game is lifted. And yeah, it, you're oh yeah. literally out there playing just, for fun. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, you want to win, but yeah. like you're just like and Um, i don't know if you know who he is he was the Newark kicker jed quack oh yeah we played each other in college all four years that dude yeah i've never seen somebody talk more shit than him (laughs) like he talked the most smack out of everybody i met i'm like dude you are the kicker but i love it keep going
0: yeah that's hilarious we actually uh, play golf with each other all the time and he uh he's definitely a guy that can get in your head quick (laughs) but the funny thing is we played in college and you know i played d-line and he was a kicker You know, I'm always over there chirping at him, but he wouldn't say a damn word back to me. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, just do your thing. And he would kick a 47-yard field goal with, you know, 10 yards of spare. I'm like, damn, this kid's good. Like, you know, you get inside the 30-yard line, it's automatic three points for them. Yeah. He's an incredible kicker and great guy, too. He came
1: in as a freshman and took the kicking role. Oh, yeah, immediately. That's what I thought. Because he went to ODU. Yeah. Mm Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, we don't like them around here, but it's okay. We'll <laughs> so who are it.
1: the schools that you guys played at Finley? Like, what was your conference? Can, who did they consist um, of?
0: stuff? Walsh, um, Tiffin, ODU, Hillsdale. Um, Ashland's recently joined. We've got them in our league now. Lake Erie, um, Kentucky Westland. Let me think here. Arlison Broaddus was in there for a couple years. They left my senior year. Um, drawing a blank here
1: heck, I could actually look it up. but Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know, but we always played four out of conference games, so we always played like you know, Fair
1: State. Or... Did you guys have a ten game schedule or was it twelve? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, we only got ten, which kind of sucked. Did your senior year get affected by? Oh hell yeah! Like, did you actually have a like a fall season, or did you guys play in the spring?
0: So during the spring, my senior, my junior year, spring was was my last spring season. Um. I think it was around, you know, March time.
1: It was, about for us, to... it was when we went on spring break, we never came back.
0: Exactly. So, we were, so we always went down to Siesta Key for spring break, and um, that's when COVID all started to come out. We're like, like what the hell is this? <laughs> like, no, right? I don't think anybody thought it was real at first. And people were, and all my, we had like 16 of us down there, and we're like, shit, we're about to get stranded down here, because <laughs> they're closing the airports. We're like, all right, whatever. We'll stay down in Florida. I don't really care. Because, <laughs> you know, spring ball, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing for spring ball, because that was honestly my least favorite part of college football but we'll get we'll get in that later <laughs> um anyway so we get back to school and we had a team meeting that monday i believe and he was like i don't know what our future holds or what it's looking like because you know all these conferences around us are canceling their spring season we're like all right we'll just play by and then like a week before our first practice we get kicked off of campus mm-hmm. and all the classes are online now so we had to move all everybody had to move back home and finish up classes and no football you couldn't go to the gym to lift so like that was our strength coach and it's like at home work program
1: dude we did for our school like we were on zoom every friday yeah. like you didn't have to join the zoom yeah. but like if you were home so we'd get on zoom and do a team workout yeah <laughs> like yeah. it was weird it's such it's so weird to be like yeah my senior year we did zoom workouts people are probably like what yeah the what the, yeah what is that zoom um definitely benefited from COVID. i can tell you that much oh dude they made a killing probably because sure. that's how i record every podcast well i didn't even hear about zoom until that exactly
0: you know we would have those 120 people in the zoom meeting for team meeting Mm -hmm. and our coach would speak you can't hear him because there's like (laughs) so many people in there but (laughs) yeah and um it opened back up kind of went away there for a couple weeks and we all got to go back for some workouts on campus and i don't know it was around august time my senior year boom season canceled
1: yep i'm like oh damn like what am i put like (laughs) i it, that's what you worked for it's like case. yeah it's your senior year like that's the that's what you like you said that's the that's what you worked for uh, yeah that's what you strive yeah, for you know, and, and like just to have it kind of taken away is like well shit
0: yeah and our head coach always you know he always he played at west virginia and he always was like yeah i always tap my shoulder on the, like tap myself in the back for being a senior football team because not many people make it
1: Yeah, exactly we talked like, about it before the yeah. episode like you guys came in with how many and only like, had 16 i think
0: we had 52 kids in my freshman year, and we graduated with 16, 17
1: kids. Like, yeah, and, we, I, and our class had, crazy. like, 80, and we graduated 12, or yeah. finished with 12 or something.
0: It's crazy, because, you know, going in freshman, like,
1: oh, wow, like, these are my boys for the rest of my life. Like,
0: all 52 of them, and all of a sudden, boom. First semester, over, 30 of them. Yep. Like, what?
1: Like, we like... <laughs> like... Heck, how many, I don't know if you guys had this, we, we had people, like, walk out the first week. Oh, just... yeah, we, we had two kids walk out the first day. Oh, before yeah. we
0: even had a meeting yeah they moved their parents came in moved all their stuff in, and all of a sudden they're like yeah we're done
1: and i was like well, well that was a waste of time <laughs> i was like dude if i was your parents i'd be pissed like, yeah
0: we just i think they were from michigan detroit michigan and they drove i don't know how far it is from Finland. i think roughly two hours or whatever but yeah before we had our first team meeting quit that's crazy you have experience to yeah like you gotta get at least get a little dip your feet in the water real quick and see what's See, I left. feel like
1: you got to give it at least one season. To like, yeah, like Truly, like, I mean, you, it sucks, especially summer camp. Summer camp, oh, my oh God, it dude. sucks. <laughs> luckily, because you guys didn't, there wasn't days No. So, yeah, luckily, I, those
0: changed, what, right before we came in. I think my our senior year of high school was when the last two days happened Cause for college because the, the NCAA changed the rules. Yeah, because, the kid from Kent State. Yep. I actually played with him North-South game. Really? He was a teammate of mine. That's crazy. Yep. I remember we were in camp and – um, our group chat was still kind of going so we were all just checking in on each other and his name was uh, Tyler and yeah he passed away during a workout in mm-hmm. Kent I was like wow I just played with him three months ago and now he's dead because I don't know really Yeah, I I think he had a heart condition that wasn't disclosed in his yeah. physical or whatever or something which is honestly really sad because you never know when your last day is going to be and exactly. uh, I mean, prayers go out to him and rest in peace with my boy Tyler but yeah that was a I was pretty sad cuz uh, he was a cool dude, good player. I had uh I know he had big dreams. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was tough, but yeah, the NCA changed the rules for two days. But yeah, camp was uh I'm brutal.
1: sure your camp like if my camp was rough, I'm sure yours was even worse. Oh,
0: I know my first day, you know, getting up at 5:30, breakfast five thirty, six thirty, mm-hmm. meetings, you know, then we have lift, then we have like lunch, then practice, midday, I'm like, 2.30, like 5.30. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: it's like we can't – I'd rather do it at like 8 in the morning, yeah. 7 in the morning, right first thing. And it was horrible. It was like 21 days straight
0: of 5.30 a.m. to 10. Yeah, and
1: some like, people are like, oh, we still got Sunday up. No,
0: you got to practice. <laughs> people always say like, oh, you got to an off time in college. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Playing college, there was never a day I can think of that I truly had an off, off day
1: Like college camp, football. During camp, you had what, maybe a couple hours – maybe and then like by the time you got done at the night you were yeah. like man i'm just ready for bed well, I after gotta be practice, you, know, you get like
0: an hour after practice to shower and change mm. and treatment or whatever then you got dinner then you go right back into the meeting
1: yep you gotta watch film till and 10 o'clock at night and you get
0: yelled at all day and you know, <laughs> yeah it are was, you uh, sure you
1: still want to go into the military <laughs> yeah, see, well that see if i didn't play college football i
0: it probably wouldn't even be a thought for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like college football definitely set me up for that career path that I've chosen, just because of the brotherhood and I'm used to getting yelled at. But you know, people always were like, you know, I hate getting yelled at. You know, it brings me down. But at the same time, you look at it in a positive light, and it always, it's always something. Coaches want to see you succeed, exactly. And they always told me if I'm not yelling at you, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, Or I lost faith in you. Yep. And you saw that truly because I had a couple D linemen had practice and he would just skip right over and he'd be like why didn't you correct me or critique me and he's like because you don't give a shit yeah. and it's like i guess that's true i got yelled at all the
1: time so i might be doing something <laughs> right, right. something like, right, must, must, wrong at the I same hate, time yeah yeah exactly he's like you must hate me because he
0: just ripped my ass <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what, and i listen to um a bunch of military podcasts like i don't know if you listen to jocko podcast oh, there's yeah. also one cleared hot with yeah. andy stump i listen to those and i remember like one of them they were talking to like you know get going through buds or whatever and the guy's like you know what you finally just got to realize like they're gonna yell at you they're mm-hmm. gonna bitch at you but they can't do they can't hurt you they can't kill you like yeah they're gonna just push you but like they it's gonna to suck it. but like yeah. you just got to deal with it and push through that mental side of things and you you'll be all
0: right take it day by day and just get through it and put your head down on work
1: day by day Dude. is the big thing i think some people get too far like and and this is with really anything in life. Like yeah. They look too far in the future. If you, you start looking too far in the future, forget about the steps in between that yep, it takes to exactly. get there.
0: And I actually have a coach right now. He's a 26-year uh, Air Force veteran, Special Forces. He was a combat controller for 26 years. And um, I do, like, development programs with him and training to, for, like, all different types of stuff that I'm going to be putting myself through. And he was like, you know what? I went through with people that had a calendar. Said this segment ends in 14 days. Those dudes didn't make it. Mm-hmm. He said, I would look at it, exercise at a time. Yep. Oh, I got two minutes of pushups. Boom, checklist. What's next? He never looked to the end of the day or what time it was. You just got through each thing day by day. And that's when the time goes by fast and you get it done. So if you look too far ahead, then you're going to start hyping yourself up. Oh, okay, okay. I got this next. I got this next. And you start worrying yourself. And all of a sudden, boom, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's too long.
1: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I remember like, but now that you like i didn't even realize it but like now that you say that like i remember like certain workouts or something Yeah. you'd be like all right because we did this arm circuit with like a plate that you had to do and if you looked at it like oh we have four sets of this yeah and it it sucks but if you're like all right i got five of these all right check now what's next all right i got five exactly. of these and you just go through it like that all of a sudden you're done and you're like yeah, whoa wow, what? I was yeah, done. Yeah, yeah it went quick and it's crazy like and yeah. I i said this a lot on the podcast if you look at a ladder you can't climb a ladder when mm-hmm. they're spaced far apart. Yep. The small steps in between are what get you there. Exactly. And sometimes, honestly, the more steps, the better. Yeah, yeah. you might be able to skip a couple past a couple steps yep. that aren't that you may not need. Maybe you already achieved, or like you, they were stepping stones, but you didn't necessarily need them. But like, you can just keep going up that yeah, small yeah. ladder, and you'll be to the top in no time.
0: And bringing it back to um summer camp, we always got to schedule our first day. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a, a person that did this. Sometimes I would look, oh, shit, like I got all these meetings, all these, all the whole day. I'm like, those are some of my worst days. Mm -hmm. Some of my worst practices. And I just, you know, get mentally down yourself. Like, this is honestly horrible. And you're like, you can't look at it like that. You got to look at it positive side and take it exactly step by step or you're not going to, you're not going to enjoy the process. You're just going to be miserable. And I was definitely a victim of that here and there through my four years of family. It is what it is. You know, you, you learn from that
1: exactly and like nobody's perfect nobody ever claims to be perfect you go you make mistakes but like like you said nobody you, you learn from it that's yeah. the whole point of mistakes is you have to learn from them and, if you don't learn from and, them you're going to go nowhere and people are afraid to make mistakes you can't be afraid Dude, to make man, mistakes. it's life i, uh, I, I mean, i've I made it's the simple saying if you're not trying or if you're not failing you're not trying
0: exactly and some of your greatest people that are successful in this life have failed for so long mm-hmm. now they're on top of the world
1: look at you know me and my brother actually just talked about this on the podcast michael jordan cut from his basketball team tom brady drafted 199 or whatever exactly was uh freaking even thomas edison how many freaking failed yeah uh, um inventions that he had that didn't work but in
0: one click he's one of the most well-known inventors there is yeah and the guy i look up to a lot is david Goggins.
1: (laughs) Um, dude that dude's dude's a fucking animal have you ever heard, I, I've, I played it on uh, episode 96, but the whole thing where he's like, who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the yeah, boats? Yeah, It's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's uh,
0: just wired different. There's a, that's a rare person. But I remember before he even started thinking about the SEALs, he was like 350 pounds, mm-hmm. just eating and drinking. And he said he was a failure at life. Now he's one of the most well-known Navy SEALs to ever live. Now exactly. he's like one of the
1: greatest motivators you can ever listen to. Exactly it's crazy like and it's crazy too, like what doubt can do because like yeah. how many like, i'm sure he said to people i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and they're like yeah whatever yeah no one's gonna believe you but, but doubt at him, but... is one of the biggest motivators oh, 100%. you shouldn't doubt yourself but if you have other people doubting you use it as motivation yeah. don't use it to discourage you just use it to motivate yourself to you know what prove these people yeah. wrong and i
0: can kind of back it up a little bit you know i've told people like yeah i'm going to special forces for air force or like no dude you're like you're not doing that i'm like uh the hell i'm not yeah yeah the fuck i am I'm, yes just i am because doing you that.
1: said that that made me want to do it more I mean,
0: that's fine you can say whatever you want about me whatever but the day comes when i graduate all this stuff you'll be
1: like oh he really did it I'm mm-hmm. like exactly and that's the thing is you won't even have to say a word to him I'm you'll just going? have yeah, you, exactly all you just let the success speak for itself exactly, that's where yeah. i think sometimes people social media can kill you with that but like some people want to just like rub it in their face yeah. like no you don't need to because if you rub it in their face you almost win yeah. it away yeah, and that kind of goes
0: back to high school football too. You know, I wasn't some standout four-star recruit or whatever, but, you know, I kind of doubted myself a little bit too going into college because, you know, I played running back and I'm back in high school and I ended up playing defensive end and I got the call probably like a week before my freshman camp and said um, Coach McCrino is our D coordinator who recruited me he was like, hey, we're going to move you defensive end. I was like, oh sure, sure? like, like <laughs> in the back of your I'm mind like like, that... like i was weighing like 220 at the time i'm like dude i'm about to go against like 330 pound dudes like you sure you want to do this <laughs> and like i walk in there my name's six the sixth name on the depth chart i was like okay and i got I, I, I got it like i was a freshman yeah like you understand
1: exactly why you're there but it sucks to see it sucks to see your name at the and i was the my chart. biggest
0: self-doubter at the time and i was like you know what enough of that i'm just gonna go and work and know my plays and do my job and i end up playing as a freshman
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was kind of cool like I don't I don't know if I saw the picture of it, but I took a picture of the depth chart and my name was six on the depth chart and I was like you know I'll make that at least one or two like that was my goal you know just to get playing time freshman year I ended up making that a two by like week three or four I ended up actually starting by week six and I was like a huge milestone for my career and that's something I always ever cherish and like you know people always say like I, like I said I'm not the most talented player but hard work outworks people who don't want to work
1: exactly that's what it comes down to that's what a lot of people i think in our world don't understand like yeah we not every you're never going to get things handed to you you have to work your ass off like you obviously you probably weren't the size you thought you because you were not expecting to exactly exactly. go in and play that position so you were undersized but that just showed like you had to put more work in that you had to put more time in so i wanted to ask you kind of how was that transition from you know playing because like you were known as a running back but yeah. like you didn't because you didn't how much uh, linebacker did you really play in high school
0: you know because i mean i was always tired just from offense and um yeah because i mean you did a lot of the towards, workload for your guys' offense yeah, in high school towards the end of the season we knew we were going to the playoffs too and my coach kind of sat me down and he was like you know what our defense is pretty stout as it is we're just gonna like put you and we need you and i was like that's fine i get it but you know playing running back and going to Dennis event was a huge huge switch yeah i'm not gonna lie but um it was kind of cool because um it comes down to having a motor my d-line coach always was like like gibson like uh, i like how you work and like you're gonna be successful at this position one day and i wasn't good as a freshman mm-hmm. you know
1: remember, you didn't always you didn't necessarily have all the skill like you didn't, didn't you weren't practicing skills. people
0: say size doesn't matter but in certain situations it definitely <laughs> <fucking> does <laughs>
1: There's only so much you can do to get around somebody. It definitely does.
0: Like, I remember my first day of full live practice. My head coach was like, I want to see you in a live scenario versus the first-team offensive line. I was like, all right. And at the time, our left tackle was, you know, all-American. I was like, oh, here we go. So I get in there, boom, run, play up the middle. I think I get drove back 15, 20 (laughs) yards, got knocked down, but I got up, I made the tackle coach like i like how he got up and you know didn't let that affect you and then i was like yeah he beat he beat my ass off the line and like it, it is what it was and i give him props he was a good player but going against him every day made me a better player as well
1: that's the whole thing like mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron exactly. like it's a cliche saying but like i it's always honestly br- very true it's so true because like the times when you go against like the second team in practice or the yeah. scout team or whatever it's like sometimes you'd be like the route would, like, as a DB, like, the route would just be terrible. Like, you could see it coming a mile away. But if, like, when you went on first team, when we did those very few times when we actually went first team on first team, for us, we didn't do it that often. But, like, all of a sudden, the receivers are a lot faster. They're a lot quicker with their cuts. Like, everything's a lot smoother. You're just like, shit. But it was one of the best times to, like, learn. Yeah. To Like, you learned a lot more from those sessions than you did against the scout team. No offense to the scout team. If you're a scout team guy, respect. Because, like, you're getting your ass kicked pretty yeah. much every day.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> I know we had a lot of, like, D1 transfers come into Finley. And, and I was always curious what Division One was like. And I was like, so what's the difference between here and, um, like, Miami University? I had a good friend that played D-line in Miami. He was like – Miami of Ohio or Miami? Yeah, Miami okay. Ohio. Yeah. And um, he was, like, the depth. He's, like, one, two, and three. They're all pretty much the same type of players. But at Finley, the ones were all really good. Twos were okay. Then Boom threes was a huge, mm-hmm. huge drop off in talent and size wise, and I was like, all right, that makes sense because you know you go up against the one and twos, like you're getting some good work in, and then I go over and scout team, I'm like, this is not just easy, yeah. No offense to scout players, like it is what it is, like people develop at different times. You know, I had to, I had to, my buddy um, Irv, he was a scout team player his freshman year, and now he's a maniac on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, people just develop different, different times, and he said that. You know, playing against the scout team or the first team of the line and scout just made him that much better and gave him the opportunity to develop during his freshman and sophomore season, just to be able to be a stud now. I well, because like,
1: most of us honestly need that first year to to kind oh, yeah. of one, you're learning something completely new that you yeah. didn't know in high school. Yeah, because like I mean, I remember like our defense was pretty simple. Yeah. in high school, and then you go to college, and it's like oh. something different every single play, and you're like. Oh, there's, yeah. 27 yeah. all, there's 27 different coverages. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's 27 different rules for each coverage. Yeah. But like the scout team and like scout teams also how you can get recognition. Yeah. Because like oh, if yeah. you just go balls to the walls and now nobody loves a scout team hero, but you yeah. do love a scout team hero at the yeah. same time. Coaches <laughs> do for sure. <laughs> yeah. But like I remember <clears throat> not to like boast myself, but like I uh remember like my freshman year, I got lucky for some reason and had the first three days of camp on scout team, I had an interception. There you go. So like, but like, that was one of the ways that you get noticed. If exactly. you go out there on scout team, make a few plays, you can. And if you're just a high motor, like it helps exactly. you. And you're also helping yourself at the yeah. same time with like developing your skills and stuff like and you're that.
0: You're also pushing that first team to be yeah. better too.
1: At the end of the day, you are the best thing for the team yeah. because you're with helping the team yeah. get ready.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: No doubt. So I wanted to ask you, What was, like, the recruiting process like? Because, I mean, I somewhat know the recruiting process, but, like, every school I got recruited by was D3. So was it – because you guys have academic – or athletic – you guys can give up the half? Is that right? Athletic scholarship? Or is Um, it kind of – It's kind of just –
0: you know, I I really don't know. I mean –
1: I just know you can actually get an athletic scholarship. Yeah, you can definitely – Which you can't at the D3 level. So I don't know
0: if you knew this, but I was actually a walk on it. Really?
1: Yeah. Were you I, preferred walk on or like was that kind of uh, yeah your choice? I, but I
0: got no I got zero scholarship money out of high school.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because, you know, I had um Ashton offered me a big scholarship, but I didn't want to play fullback. Uh, and um how Dominican off, actually offered me a big one too, but I didn't want to play tight end. So everybody, so,
1: it, what crazy? Oh, the crazy thing is everybody wanted you to move positions.
0: Yeah. No. One wa-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sucks, but it also is like, but, a- you know, I was a bigger guy running back, you know, and I wasn't the most. Yeah. You speed. sucked was- the tackle in high school. We hated tackling you. You'd come through that hole yeah. and you'd put your shoulder down and you just, damn it. Yeah. Hurt. So,
0: I mean, the only school that really wanted me for running back was Wittenberg. Really? And I was like, well, thank God like, you didn't go there. I was like,
1: then I would have hated you even <laughs> more because that's our rival.
0: I was like, you know what? I might just do it because I love playing running back. Mm-hmm. I did my whole life. I always played it. I always loved it. And now, then um, it was like a week before um, signing day. And this coach comes in from Finley. I never even heard of him. Really? Never, never even heard of him. He sat me down and talked to me. He was like, he's like, listen, we love you. We love your type of player. And we want you to play a linebacker. And, and that's, I was like, yeah, I would love to. And took a visit up there a couple days later and, and I sat down with the head coach and he was like man we don't have money for you right now I was like oh okay and I was <laughs> like so how much like Finley's expensive university I think so it's Ohio like Wesleyan. get to
1: Ohio Wesleyan and pay theirs <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I think it's like forty six, forty seven thousand a year which is not cheap and no. I was like but he was like you have good grades so we can find you money in another way and I was like all right I think I ended up paying like around 21 my first year. And I ended up getting on a full ride after that. That's- so it was, that was another thing. I was like, not to bust myself or anything like that, yeah. but like it was a uh, motivation money to get a scholarship, especially for my parents too, because I don't want them, you know, it's not fair putting all that money on their back. And they, thankfully they paid for my first year of college. So I can't thank them enough for that. So, um, yeah, but it worked out in the best way possible because, you know, I, at the end of the day, you, when you're getting recruited, you want to be where you feel, most at home and i feel like finley and i don't know their strength coach really uh hit home for me like i don't know i sat down with him too and he was really genuine guy that really loved finley because he played baseball there too Uh. and he's never left he's a top notch strength coach he has offers from any school you can imagine to be their strength coach, but he always said no like this is my home i want to be here and work with these dudes so and I just ended up choosing that school, and it was the best decision I've ever made personally. That's for sure.
1: That reminds me of my roommate in college, Teddy. We called him Texan Teddy because he was from yeah. Texas. He actually is currently a coach there oh, at yeah. Ohio Wesleyan. And, like, he went through it back issue. Like, he had every yeah. – like, he tried to practice, and he was mm-hmm. the most – he was, like, the definition of Texas, like, one of the hard-nosed yeah. kids. He's actually who I started this podcast with originally. And oh, then, yeah. He got too busy with coaching, and with you. coaching, it just some of the things he'd say. Yeah. He was like, "I need to quit doing this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he like he, that's the same thing. He just never left, and like I th- I'm pretty sure he uses that kind of stuff like in his recruiting. Like, look at me. Like I never like this is where I came. Like I came from Texas. Yeah. Played here, and I never left. Like I'm yeah. coaching here now, and he's he moved from an intern. Uh, yeah, he was an intern his first year or two to a uh, full-time coach this year. So props to Teddy. But yeah. and it, it's it 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 is school becomes your home like yeah. it becomes your second home in a way yeah for like it's your home away from home yeah and exactly it's like i mean i love when i go back to campus yeah. and stuff and like yeah. you know go to a football game catch mm-hmm. up with the old guys and it, it's just an awesome experience
0: yeah uh, this past season i didn't take my fifth year just because i don't know i just felt like i had a good career and i was content where it ended and everything and i honestly didn't want to get hurt for what i was doing for my career which that's just a personal decision i made and I don't regret it, but um, it was kind of cool. I had a lot of buddies that I came in with that to, took a fifth year and I saw them win a the conference title. It was cool seeing from the sidelines to watch them play and win than mm-hmm. actually playing. It was just a different kind of perspective. And props to the Finley Oilers of getting the GMAC championship. And I actually went up two weekends ago where they got the ring ceremony in spring game. And I got to see all my buddies that I came in with. And it was the best time of my life to catch up all the coaches and, you know, drink with them and play golf and watch a spring game. Like, you, and beat it like those are gonna be my best friends for the rest of my life so
1: it's always fun to be able to drink with the coaches after you graduate because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> i remember when i went up and saw teddy because since he lives up there and i went i probably shouldn't say it. well actually yeah i'm a graduate it doesn't yeah, matter I, at that yeah, point but we went to the bar and like three of my coaches are in there i'm like this is awesome like, yeah. I, I could, yeah three years ago they'd have been like yeah. mixing get the hell out of it exactly
0: <laughs> yeah we had like a football um reverse raffle type thing we're all like alumni come and all the, co- the coaches actually run it and it's Free beer on tap. <laughs> so can't, I got my, I got, say no to I got, I got a, a lot of beer in me and it was kind of <laughs> cool to talk to coaches too when you're, you know, you know, letting loose a little bit and it's kind of cool to see their perspective now that you're graduating. graduate and they can tell you different things. And I actually got dinner with my D-line coach that was all four years with me and it was cool to sit down and talk with him mm-hmm. outside of football.
1: Yeah. For the first time. It's a different perspective. It's no longer a coached player perspective. It's It's like a friend. It's it's a best friend. Yeah.
0: It's like, uh, he's like a father figure to me. Yeah. Exactly. And it was cool to, you know, he actually uh, is coaching D line at Robert Morris now. He actually moved up. So it, you know, it was cool to catch up with him and see him. He's always going to be a guy that I can always reach out to and call whenever I need to because he's always going to be there for me. And he always told Mm -hmm. me that. And he's honestly one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in football. Yeah. He give, he give you know, he, he'll he give it to you when, when you need it. But at the same time, he, he loves you. Yeah. And it's, it's just a cool, it's a cool relationship that not many people can say in this world. Like, I know you can too, because you play football. Yeah. and so It's a different type of relationship. Exactly.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by com. If you want to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that Roughnext merch. We have everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door. And I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter. And it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. So I want, do you guys have like a, I don't know, we saw it uh, like somewhat with our coaches. Did you guys have like a coach turnover? Not necessarily like the head coach, but like some of your interns that would be there for like a year or two and then. Oh yeah, definitely GAs would come and
0: go. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Which that's cool because, you know, they're trying to move up and
1: move on with and their a lot of them experience. move on usually yeah. to like bigger yeah. schools yeah like no doubt we had people we had uh coaches leave and go to illinois we had yeah. people go to ball state yeah, uh, buffalo like yeah. good times big oh, yeah. time schools so like you don't blame them no but like it, sometimes it sucks because you're like man i love this coach and then like next year you're like all right well we got a new new guy in here. yeah i was
0: fortunate if my position coach never left while Same. i was there yeah. so that, was that cool. sucked. or my head coach but actually my head coach just Got a job at Ohio State, yeah. So good for him. He's What's moving out. What's he up. doing at Ohio State? Special teams.
1: Oh hell yeah. Yeah, so it's a good jump for him. Wasn't that Kerry Combs? Didn't he do some? Um, I honestly don't know. He sucked this year. Yeah. anyway. So I'm
0: honestly not a huge OSU fan, um, <laughs> but now I am because you know I have to now. <laughs> yeah, so
1: yeah.
0: I'll be rooting for the Bucks now. So
1: yeah, he. Well, I know Ryan Day made a lot of coaching changes yeah. after this past season because there was. A lot of things that there was something missing, like, I think, because you could tell when the program that defense missing. just wasn't the same. Mm. Like usually Ohio State has a pretty damn good oh, defense, yeah. and like I don't, know, they just didn't just, have a standout per yeah, se.
0: Just that could be leadership, or that could be coaching. Yeah, Maybe, uh, which, which is know. weird
1: to think too, because like Kerry Combs, who was the DV's coach, you know, before he left Ohio State, he was create like he had all kind Eli yeah. Apple, Von Bell, like all of these well, NFL a, caliber guys, very well known. And e then he, yeah and then he went to D, uh, tennessee with yeah. the brable and then came back and was i don't know uh, well obviously i'm yeah. not in the inside but yeah um uh, you were actually not probably not the boat like i know you're not going to sit here and try and uh toot your own horn but you were all conference how many times were y'all conference three times three times yep. so what what years were y'all conference sophomore junior senior that's crazy so were you first team every time or first team junior year right i was first team my, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna sound, <laughs> sound crazy but i was first
0: team my sophomore year. And I was also all-region my sophomore year. Um, junior and senior, I was second team. Really? So. <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's a good or bad
0: I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, at least you
1: were all-conference. But...
0: You know what? It, it. I didn't care, yeah. really, because um, we won. That, that's yeah, really it all you weren't to, to it not out there,
1: And if you're out there for yourself, like, honestly, what are, you, what are I, you
0: doing? The thing is, I honestly played better my junior and senior year, but my stats it weren't chart. as good as my sophomore year. And I think it. Because college, you know, film. And once you got film on somebody, you know what they're going to do. And my freshman year, I didn't really show what I could do because I was just wasn't, I was underdeveloped at the time. And my sophomore year came, I just kind of exploded.
1: Well, and like they have no really nothing on you. They're not, because yeah. I remember, like I always remember, like from the defensive standpoint, like you've always had those players where you're like, man, I've played against them for three years. I know yeah, this dude's good. Exactly. I know they're going to try and get mm-hmm. to him on this, but like you just, you learn yeah. their tendencies, you learn about the guy. Yep. So that's, I feel like that's kind of probably like, they were probably like, did you get doubled a lot?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for that, but yeah. it is what it is. You know, I didn't put stats up that, you know, I planned to or whatever, but at the same time, it's not about that. Nope. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to go out and put three-time all-conference in my bio or, you know, things <laughs> like that. You know, it's it's honestly cool to have this accolades, and I have the awards on the wall, but other than that, I'm not going to go out. and
1: Like, those awards don't define who you are. Exactly. Like, they don't, like, really, like, I'm sure... Yeah, they might. If you're talking to someone, like if you're saying, standing beside a coach and recruits yeah. there or something, they're like, Yeah, he's all conference. Yeah. But like that, also, like that's it's more than that. It's, yeah, it's not just the awards. Like, exactly. That's who you are.
0: My sophomore year, dude, I made hella mistakes, you know. Um, but no one's going to realize that Mm-mm. in my junior and senior year, I played clean. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that though. You would think oh, all these people are getting like, you see all these all American D1 people that are you know, put crazy numbers up, but people that don't play college football don't really realize how film works. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee, like, I'm not, I'm not taking any weight, I'm taking things away from people, but at the same time, they're not always playing for their team or playing a clean game. Yeah. They're just putting up those crazy stats, which is cool,
1: but... And we know, we I mean, I'm sure we you've played with them and I've played, I remember in high school, you see saw it a lot more, like, where you had a lot more individuals than yeah. you did team mm-hmm. guys. Like, yeah. people cared about playing time, Cared like, they didn't care, because <clears throat> I remember freshman year, like, yeah, obviously, you're pissed that I was yeah. pissed I'm not playing. But, like, you also come to a point where you realize if I was out there, that would not be what's best for the team. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would definitely yeah. not be what's best. Yep. And, it, I mean, it's probably the same with you. Like, when coaches come to you and you're like, hey, we're changing your position because yeah. I had the same thing my junior year. They put me at corner, which. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I played a whole season at corner. I mean, that's I
0: actually a, That's a tough spot to play, play man. Well,
1: <laughs> especially for a slow-ass
0: white boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Corner, I give props to corners because, man, whoo.
1: Yeah, we went from a team that played a lot of press man to a team that played a lot of zone yeah, <laughs> in my junior year. Yeah. But, but like my junior year was honestly, st- stat-wise, probably wasn't my best year. But, like, as a player, I think it was one of my best years because, like, it just teaches you a lot about it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's, and, it, it, like, you know, coaches come to you like, hey, you're, you're moving to this position. All right, whatever you got you yeah, want me to do. exactly. Like, yeah, we want to see the field. Whatever you want me to do, like Mm -hmm. this is probably going to help me see the field. But it's also a compliment in a way if they ask you to change your position because they're almost trying to get you. Like, they want you on the field. Yeah, There's better guys over here, but we can fit you here to get you on the field.
0: Yep, exactly. And I was like, all right. My first year, I was like, let's roll it. You know, I'll do it. I don't really care. Um, I'll play defensive end. But at the end of the day, they they know what's best and they know what's best for the team and you just got to listen to them. And that's sometimes the hardest thing to do because you come with a lot of these people that are thinking they're top-notch people like no i'm playing this position and you're not gonna move me i had a couple of those people on my team like that and i was like dude like come on
1: yeah
0: and those people end up not being successful in football yeah. so
1: uh what would you say if you had to give one piece of advice to like maybe a younger person listening or somebody that's in their first year to a college or a high school um like if you had to give one piece of advice to them like as a college athlete what would you say
0: Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I could say. You know, for me, I would probably say, you know, don't give up. Um, my freshman year, I remember like my, my third week of camp, I like, me and my buddy sat down and we're like, dude, this, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom and I was like, actually like, teared up and I was like, you know what? I don't want to play football anymore. Like, it's not, I don't love it. And you know, people always say mama's no best. And she's like, stick it out. It's going to be worth it. And and she was damn right, you know, it was worth, it. I stuck it out. And for people out there listening and going to listen to this podcast, you know, shit's going to get tough playing sports. You know, you're not going to have all that free time that you see your other friends having, you know, going out to parties and drinking and doing whatever you want. Um, You got to really learn how to manage your time. And at the end of the day, it's going to be really worth it. You know, sit down, get your grades, get that degree. Cherish those times with your boys, you know, those winter workouts at 5 a.m. I miss a you know i do too but during the season or during the winter workouts i fucking hated it yeah but now looking back at it it was awesome because you know you're in there with people that want to work and you just can't beat that type of um
1: bond that you guys share yeah i feel like everybody goes through that point especially even as just a college student yeah because you're away from home yeah you're you know it you're it's a new environment like you honestly, you don't have mom mm-hmm. or dad anymore. Nope. Like you're legit on your own, and mm-hmm. you go through that spell. And especially if you're a college athlete, yeah no free time. You're busy twenty four seven. You're trying to fit in homework when you can. Yeah, you might be up till three in the morning, and you also got a five a.m. left whatever yeah. it is. But like, like you said, just keep going. Just, yep. You got to give it a shot. Can't quit. And, and like, <clears throat> the big thing is, is I, I think we've already talked about it. You have to at least, at least get through that first yeah. year. It gets a lot better too. It does. Every year it gets better because classes might get a little harder sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I remember there's like, I think everybody always said your junior year, everybody always told us, I don't know how it was then. Your junior year is going to be the worst. Yeah. Academically. Like it is going to suck because you're going to take a lot of hard Mm -hmm. classes. Yeah. You might even take more classes than you thought because like, oh, like I'm, I'm fine. And then you do it and it's like, this sucks. Yeah. And and like everybody kept telling me and I'm like, eh, whatever. And then you get to junior year and you're like,
0: this blows. Yeah. But at that time you've um, worked worked yourself up up to where you can, you know how to time manage. Yeah. And and that's one of the key things you learn playing college sports is time management. And people don't realize like how detrimental that is to your life in general. Because once you get older, you're going to have a family, you're going to have kids, you're going to have a job, you're going to have friends, you're going to have a social life. You got to be able to manage all that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I actually had a, trevor garber you know who yeah, he is yep. yeah so he he actually him and trevor scott they yeah. trained me in high school mm-hmm. at uh elite yep is what it was then elite one fitness I yeah think. yeah yep. and trevor actually messaged me the other day and was like what do i gotta do to get you to come coach and i was like give me more time in a day you know you know it's funny that he, <laughs> he actually just messaged me
0: <laughs> yesterday and offered me a spot to coach with yeah, him at I middle keep, school. i was like he, i told him man, yes, I last to, year but... and
1: i'm like dude i just with work with my work schedule right now i i'd feel bad committing to it and then messing up one mm-hmm. or the, one or like him or my boss like yeah. i don't want to fuck with either of them so like i'm like dude, i just i don't want to commit to something that i can't give my full attention to yeah, exactly so <clears throat> i just i told him i was like probably not um not for it until like i get unless mm-hmm. i move to a different job where i like legit have a set schedule because mine i never know exactly yeah. what i'm getting off. yeah
0: And, yeah, I mean, that's what I said, too. Like, I'm not going to go into something that I can't do 100%. Yeah. And it's just not fair to the kids or you. Yeah. So. But it's definitely something I want to look into one day, coaching. I was going to ask you, like,
1: is coaching something that you see in the future? I feel like we all, as a college athlete especially, we all kind of, like,
0: have that. Because all the skills you learn playing cultural you want to give back to the people that have those dreams and kind of be a role model to those kids and everything. And it's kind of a cool spot to be in, you know, saying you play college football and all these kids are like, yeah, like how was it? Like what do I gotta do to do that? And you can lead them down the right path to be able to accomplish those dreams of mm-hmm. them. So yeah, it's definitely something that definitely later in life that I'm definitely gonna partake in for
1: sure. Yeah. I coached some uh, third, fourth and fifth graders in basketball this winter. And that was know. that was fun. Probably a little interesting. <laughs> uh it was interest yes, interesting was the word. <laughs> They didn't keep score, which was weird because it was like a it was a church league. Um, I was it was my nieces. They played on the team or one of my nie- my oldest niece, me and my brother in law coached them and didn't keep score. Nobody ran plays like you didn't. And you had one practice a week and yeah. play like we pra- practiced, which was nice for us. We practiced Friday night, played Saturday oh, okay. morning. So it oh. worked out well. Like, all right, this is fresh in your mind. We didn't have mm-hmm. practice on Monday and then come Saturday oh, and yeah. just lose everything. Well, at but- that age,
0: you don't really take it no it's just it's not how they're wired it's just that
1: they just want to talk yeah so we me and (laughs) my brother-in-law found out the first practice like we had them in one line and then we were like we can't do that we got to split them up into Mm -hmm. two groups because otherwise they're standing around talking too much we just got to keep them moving yeah because we only got an hour too. that was the crappy part yeah that's tough (laughs) to develop kids
0: and all that for a amount of time too so
1: so i got a question all right so i'm going to move into like our final segments of the podcast and the first i have a question that i like to ask all my guests if you could go back in time and tell your 16-year-old self one thing, what would it be? And this would be a – you would have been a, about a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So th- this is an interesting one because I feel like a lot – at that point, a lot's going on.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely the six-year-old, you know, hitting puberty or whatever. You, your mind's just racing about everything <laughs> in the world. You know, you just got your driver's license. You feel, oh, yeah, I'm a badass. I can go drive and go 70 down 35 <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, who – I had to tell myself one thing as a 16-year-old. Um, definitely don't take life for granted. Um, you know, when you get punched, you got to keep rolling. Because in life, it's as you get older, it's going to get harder. And that's definitely very true. Because growing up, you have everything handed to you by your parents. And once you get on your own, you're like, oh, shit. Now I got to do this on my own. I got to pay for all this. And, <laughs> I have bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, um. You know, you just got to take it day by day and you can't get too stressed. You know, if someone does you wrong, i learn not to hold regrets against people. That's big. That's big. I like that. um, Everybody's going to make mistakes in life. You know, I've made plenty of them, but also you learn from them and that's huge. And you can, uh, you can learn from mistakes that were done to you, you know, how that felt to you and how it it affected you and, you know, and you take that with you the rest of your life and it kind of shapes you into the person that you're going to be. And you know, there's plenty of examples I could say, but I'm not going to, but you know, I've shit. like, I struggle with me- like mental stuff before. Cause yeah. you know, people have done me wrong and I feel like I didn't deserve stuff like that. But now looking back at it, I'm like, I-, I thank them for doing that. Cause now I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that to anybody now. And I'm going to let that turn me and use that as motivation to be like, all right, thank you. And you know, you can't get too down on yourself either. Yeah, that's also a big thing because, you know, I was, like going back to college, you know, I was, a you know, first team all conference in all region and I go to my junior year. I'm like, oh, damn, second team. I was a little bit down on myself. My D-line coach saw that. And he was like, can't do that. This is going to affect how you play. And I, and I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's about the team really, what it comes down to. And I just kind of like, at the end of the day, I was like, no, I'm not doing this for me. At the end of the day, I'm doing this for the team and it. It was great. You know, I got over that, and it was a big, honestly, really a big hump in my college career after my junior year. And it, it was, I don't know. It's kind of, it's sometimes hard to explain yeah. how it feels. You just got to, I gotta
1: like roll that you said, it. like, you know, you're going to get punched. And mm-hmm. like, that brings me to the, uh, the Rocky Balboa quote. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually have a poster of it in my room. And, it, you know, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Uh-huh. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't oh, care yeah. how tough you are. It'll beat you to your knees, keep you there permanently if you let it. Yep. <clears throat> there's more to it, but I won't keep going. But like, it's true. Like, and it goes with the whole slogan of this podcast, which is grab the bull by the horns. And it's like, you know, the bull is life. We are the bull rider. Yeah. You're going to get knocked down, but you, yep. you can either let it walk all over, you mm-hmm. can get up and just take control. And, you know, there's, it's really how life goes. You have two options. You can lay down, yep. or you can just, like me and my brother said, nut up or shut up. Like, yeah. it, it's pretty much all it is.
0: And you control your life in the, the day. Yeah. You, you like know, people nobody
1: controls how your emotions nobody controls how you react to things nobody controls anything yeah. but you
0: yeah exactly and the stop that's where we live and now it's like people want to point fingers you know it's this is cliche too but when you point a finger you got three point back yeah, yep. and people are like oh that's stupid or whatever but at the end of the day it's true yeah like we learned that one like first grade yeah, and it was like <laughs> no one wants to listen to that i definitely didn't listen to it when i was young but now looking back at it, when you're more mature and experienced life with them we're like well damn you're right like it's no one's fault mine.
1: Exactly. But this moves us into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Hey. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I love the guests, give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. What do you
0: got for Motivation Monday? So I kind of got, I didn't really know what I was going to say when I first come in here, but I was going to see how the conversation went. I feel like our main gist of this conversation was, you know, never quit. You control your own destiny at the end of the day. You know, you're going to run into rough patches in your life. But the big question is how are you going to overcome them? How are you going to make your life better each by every day? And that's how I kind of look at it. And what I'm about to go into is like step by step, um, celebrate the little wins in life. You know, it might be something like, oh, like in golf, like I golf now and it's kind of crazy. People like, you know, golf's like, you know, it's like, it's like, a, you know, it's not a physical sport, but it's mental as hell. And like, you know, you come in and you, you get a birdie, you got to celebrate that win. You know, it's a you little,
1: a, you like, actually get birdies.
0: <laughs> not very many of them, but when I do, you know, you got to celebrate, you know, you, you got to celebrate the little wins in life. Cause when you do that, you're going to really realize the big one's coming soon. And when you when you get the big one, that's when you feel really, really good about yourself and there's no one else I can take away from you besides yourself. And you got to really cherish those little wins. That's a big thing that people don't understand. Like with everything, like if you're starting to get in the lifting and you, know, and you hit 225 for the first time, that's a huge, huge, huge win. Then you hit 235. All right, no one really cares about 235, but in your head, like that's 10 more pounds yeah. and people don't really understand how much of a big difference that is. And you just got to, like, you just got to enjoy the little things and the little wins in life because the big one's coming. You never know when it's going to happen, but when it does, you're going to be like, damn, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that. I like, I mean, you, the little things, like we've already kind of talked about, people skip over the little things. Sometimes. Yeah. You can't skip over the little things. Mm-hmm. You have to celebrate those little wins. You yeah. have to worry about the little steps. And like yep. it, we heard it in football, it's the little fundamentals that matter yeah. the most. And like, hand placement yeah. oh, <laughs> i mean how many times did you hear that Oh my lord <laughs> like it is the smallest things in life that sometimes matter the most Yep. which is it's weird to think about the big things sometimes are just the little side factors yep. but they're more obvious it's, it's the little things and that's it, it kind of goes back to like the work it's like behind the scenes stuff it's yep. the little things that nobody saw that got you to where you were yeah like nobody saw you probably putting mm-hmm. in the time in the weight room yep. by yourself Nobody saw you, you know, on a diet or putting yeah. on, or eating certain things to bulk up to, yeah. you know, be able to play the position exactly. you played. How much weight did you put on from high school
0: to? Oh, 40 pounds. Damn. Yeah. I was 260 by my senior year. Yeah. So now I'm back at like 215. Range, so yeah, <laughs> you had fluctuated. to get rid of some of that yeah, weight. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it, it was cool. You know, I had to do what I had to do to be able to be successful at my position, but now I don't need to carry around 260 anymore, so, <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, you actually work out there at uh, Apex Fitness Center. Yeah, shout-out to Apex. Yeah, I'll give – Trevor's been – both the Trevors are actually on this podcast. But Trevor's been on – Trevor Scott, he was one of the very early Mm -hmm. episodes. Episode 16, I want to say. Yeah. He was back on in the very beginning of this podcast. So, uh, But shout-out there. If you guys are in the Licking County area and need a gym, go to Apex.
0: Yeah, look it up. It's a great environment.
1: 24-7. Yep, 24-7, whenever you want to go and work out, you know, you can. And or you need. can do the other there, there's another version that you it's you can only go in during hours but i think it's cheaper but the 24 7 i mean it's yeah. 20 bucks for 24 hour access yeah, which month, is awesome which yeah. is
0: and there's a you know there's a protein bar you can get protein shakes
1: you can get you know pre workout caffeine whatever you want they have it there um i'm pretty sure there's some uh is there some leo supplements in there yeah Yeah. so connor's been on this podcast yeah. it's actually, actually her
0: cousin i actually bought a it's pre-workout hey, from
1: apex next time order it online okay because if you go online and use the discount code roughnecks right. yeah, you well, get 10 percent off well, there we go <laughs> so that's perfect yeah go on i was gonna say something about that yeah he he has his stuff in there but yeah, yeah it's a great little gym
0: yeah it is it's a good you know you have everything you need in there and there's like this my favorite part's called the pit Oh, i love the
1: pit that's where um, i always worked out i was away from everybody yeah there's
0: you can play your own music as loud as you want um there's this squat rack place deadlift and bench you got all yeah. three things you need for the you know and it's great it's a great little uh place to be and i always like working on myself i don't know it's just yeah. kind of thing i like to do um but people are different people like working out with partners or whatever but you can do that too
1: i think the only reason i liked working out with a partner was it made me more consistent like it actually yeah. kind of yeah. got me to get that's how me and dante always worked out together yeah. in high school and that's how we were, we were like we didn't want to let each other down so like yeah. if somebody was like hey we're going we're going like, you're, yeah. you're going there's no, 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 no yeah. backing out no if doubt. you're by yourself and you're like yeah I'm going to go to the gym after work and you're like yeah nobody's counting on me yeah. which sucks and it's a mental thing too like that I think mental it, a lot of consistency comes down to the mental like yeah. mental toughness type of stuff and
0: like going back to what I said like little wins like me going to the gym by myself is like a, a little win because mm-hmm. if I don't do it, I feel like a piece and of shit and that's something nobody sees yeah nobody sees that and yeah. no one and no one feels it besides me exactly so,
1: yeah. But hey, I think that's a good place to uh, wrap up this episode. Thanks for coming on. I yeah, appreciate that. Episode me, 99. Maybe uh, you leave in August, right? July. July. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. It's coming up soon, too. That's what yeah. it doesn't seem like it's that close. It seems,
0: it's two months away, but or a little over two months, but it's going it's to go by blinking an eye, and I'm ready to get after it. So I'm yeah. looking forward to
1: it. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll keep in contact. But I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me uh until friday episode 100 you guys know the deal life is hard it's gonna knock down just like a bull does to a bull rider don't let the bull of life walk all over you get up grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life roughnecks out Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks out.